0: listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3.
1: Joined here at FinTech Week by Vincent Chock, who is CEO at First Digital Trust. And he's gonna help explain about one particular type of cryptocurrency we haven't talked about here on Money Talk before, and that is stablecoins. Thank you for joining me, Vincent.
0: My pleasure, thank you for having me.
1: So, for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what stablecoins are and why they may be seen as less risky than some other cryptocurrencies?
0: Well, Stablecoin, as it's in its name, is stable due to the fact that it's backed by uh, a fiat currency, a dollar. In this case, a USD. FDUSD is backed by one US dollar to one token. So that's why it's stable.
1: And- how is, that, how is that guaranteed? How do investors know that? How can they find the transparency that that fund to back the, the assets is there?
0: Well, generally when we issue a stablecoin, there's a white paper to describe the whole process and how the technology behind the stablecoin is, is done, as well as we use third party auditors to verify the reserve that's held in banks and investments, and what are the investment mandates backing the stablecoin? So we can't be putting into risky investments like um, you know junk bonds or anything like that. So we put it into very safe income. T-bills, repos, term deposits, something very safe that's held by credible banks with large balance sheets.
1: So people can be reassured that way. Now, if you are interested in stablecoins, I want to know what they're kind of used for, how you can use them and why you might want to use them.
0: Stablecoin is generally a lot of times right now is being used on exchanges for pairings and trading and settlements. But eventually you know we would like to see more uh, payments and settlements people using stable coins to buy coffee you know the original idea behind Bitcoin however bitcoins kind of become that collectors people want to use it for investments and hold it they, they don't want to spend it at Starbucks but uh, I think stable coins it, it will be used in that sense and that's what we want to see more of a larger adoption from the general public using stable coins for payments so that There's no more, it'll be a, you know, it's part of the cashless society where we see, we know it's coming.
1: So it's kind of just envisaging it as more a sort of universal currency that maybe you could go into that coffee shop anywhere around the Mm -hmm. world and spend the same stable coin
0: that's one of the use cases definitely and then the other ones are just for trading people want to settle like e-commerce trading or um, what we're seeing now influencers and they want to get paid in just stablecoin so they you know receive payments quickly all uh, so there's a lot of uh, I think you can't have web 3 without a stablecoin as well so it'll be a big part of web 3 to be uh, uh, part of that whole web 3 in infrastructure
1: now this year has been a big year for a lot of talk about regulation. Uh, what have we seen in terms of any specific regulation around stable coins? is there anything in place? does something need to be in place?
0: oh, i think so. i think it's always good to be uh, to have regulation around something like a stable coin due to the fact that it will then be accepted globally in the in the financial markets. But uh, regulation is important as well as because we have to deal with things like KYC, AML issues, anti-money laundering issues. Um, So being regulated is important. And I think that Hong Kong has taken a big step to be the first to announce that they will license Stablecoin. And we're really excited about that. and And I think that's also giving Hong Kong that credibility around the world and bringing that buzz back to Hong Kong now and what we're seeing during this Hong Kong fintech week is that um, there's a lot of support from the Hong Kong government and, um, and you know, with that support being, being a large financial center in, in the, globally, uh, it, it is a leader in this and I think that uh, we will really get a large amount of interest and in people coming to Hong Kong wanting this type of regulation, this type of uh, regulators that is pro-crypto and pro-digital assets and pro-Web3.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point you've made. There is how forward-thinking Hong Kong is, and yeah. how important that is for the future of the city as a, a financial hub. Because I think things are changing a lot yes. in the, the financial world.
0: It, it is. It's a you know we we hear a lot about disruptions and what are disruptors, right? And um, it's about how do we embrace the change and being you know, finance is always changing. And how do you adopt and how do you adapt to that? Uh, traditional companies if they don't adopt using blockchain technology or AI they're going to fall way behind and uh it's be really hard to catch up so that's why you know we want to work with a lot of traditional companies in using sort of our expertise and using our connection using our stablecoin to help them move and generate a lot more interest in their business it's all about basically it's all about yield how can they save money in the future and how do they be more competitive globally by adopting fin, you know, financial technology.
1: Yeah, I think that's very much what we're talking mm-hmm. about: is is these kind of efficiencies and cost savings. Because in, in the old world, a lot of things would be actually quite slow and yes. difficult, right? Yes.
0: Very, yeah. Uh, time is money, they say. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you can cut down the time, you're saving a lot of money.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Now, to finish off with, I'd love to get your kind of outlook on what you think the biggest thing, maybe in stablecoins or maybe in the broader blockchain Web3 world in 2024 will be.
0: Well, I mean, we see the uh, I think definitely uh, spot ETF trading will be approved uh, in the US. So that will be huge. Uh, we're going to see the end of the crypto winter I'm hoping but I do feel that's coming but we're gonna see a lot more new chains coming out as well and a lot more uh, innovation a lot more ideas on and as you can see by the conference like these large banks are all completely embracing uh, crypto and embracing blockchain and adapting using it in, in their own ecosystem which is huge so By next year, it will be released to the users, to the public and their clients, and I think that's going to be great for for everyone.
1: Absolutely. You're right. Having had a bit of a a walk around the event myself, I've seen a a fair view of the very well-known big banking traditional names out there.
0: Yes, yes, which uh, a few years ago, you would just never imagine their names attached to You know, fintech.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Something quite cool and and new, yes. Well, great to be able to talk to you today. That's Vincent Choc, who is CEO at First Digital Trust. Thank you very much.